All right, uh, we have a special guest here. He is the uh, Rosh Base Medrash at the Young Israel of, is that the right term? Rosh Base Medrash, right? Rosh Base Medrash at the Young Israel of Woodmere, and of course is one of the great rabbis on the rabbinic staff of the Young Israel of Woodmere, and somebody who has been an outspoken supporter of JM in the AM. I refer to Rabbi Shai Schechter. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Okay, good morning, Nachum. Good morning, Miriam, and good morning to the whole team. What a great... A great opportunity to be back here with all of you. Appreciate that. I know that others have probably told you this, but I'm going to mention it as well. The conversation between Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg and your father I found fascinating, enlightening, and simply fantastic. I hope you had a chance to watch it. I did. I had a chance to watch it. We were uh, excited to be involved in the preparation of that um, great interview. I will give a little bit of a, of a background there, sure. if I may. Oh, I love background. Um, Are you kidding? <laughs> so... Uh, so we were trying to figure out how to get my father to really just get rolling. And we've all heard him give a sheer, and we've all heard him talk about things that we've heard him speak about. Sure. But I said, I really think people need to see this aspect of his personality. So I spoke to my brother, and I thought, you know, this would be a, a really great idea. We were tweaking it back and forth. It's really my brother's idea, but we were just uh, putting it together. And then once Ephraim uh, Goldberg had agreed to do this great interview, we helped write the questions. And what was even greater was my mom told me that she was listening and she was emailing Rabbi Goldberg along the way, like, follow up on this, ask him that. So that's why it really got under my phone. I was, it's funny us. because as an interviewer, I'm saying to myself, who on earth? prepared him with questions as a Talmud he knew all these stories at the beginning of of uh, of, the, of, his, of uh, your father's married life and all these things that he cited now now you've given me some insight into how yeah. all that occurred but it was, nice. it was really great really powerful it so. certainly was to say the least you know someone made a comment to me the other day and I don't know if you'd ever say this to your father and I don't even know how seriously you take it in the scope of and the landscape of the, the Torah world and how it operates but we, we've lost some Torah giants over the last uh, few months, COVID and then post-COVID, and obviously in my own neighborhood with David Feinstein, and uh, that really applies to the entire world because the entire world consulted with him. And someone made a comment to me, why are people so panicking about the future of our Gedolei Torah when we have Rav Herschel Schechter at YU? And I said, what an interesting perspective that is, that someone, rightfully so, looks at your father as someone who could carry the world's responsibilities on his shoulders, something that we have seen up close and personal, at least you have, during COVID. So it was a very un uncomfortable comment that somebody made to me the other day. Um, they said, you know, your father really is from the Zikne Hadar. Wow. And I said, that's like a right. very prestigious comment, but it's a very <laughs> uncomfortable it's comment. It's eerie. Yeah. yeah, it's an eerie feeling, but it's true. My father, uh, Kenai Nahara, my father's turning 80 this summer. And he, uh, he's amazing. And I have to tell you, you know, carrying the world. Well, will that be a Zoom celebration or a <laughs> got to get a bagel celebration? What are, we, what are we planning for that? Just out of curiosity. All good things. All good <laughs> things. Your mother has something up her sleeve, though. <laughs> I did participate with my father this past week in yeah. a 100th birthday celebration on Zoom for Mr. Kurt Rothschild. Wow. 100th birthday on wow. Zoom. So Canine that Hoda. was amazing. I said to my father, you know, when you turn 100... Well, we won't do it on Zoom. We'll, we'll do it pull out person. all the stops, exactly. right? The palladium. <laughs> exactly. That's what we'll be exactly. for your 100th yes. birthday. So no plans yet for the summer. I can't get a straight answer to that question. Well, huh? we have you know, a lot going on. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a lot going on. I, sure. uh, I can't tell you how many times a day I talk to my father now just about the, the COVID vaccine questions that are coming up in different Why are there so it? many COVID vaccine questions? What, what, what is that all about? What, what types of things are people asking? 
A lot of fascinating questions. Let's just say um, yesterday I was on the phone with Rav Asher Weiss, and he said that there was a nurse in Eretz Yisrael who asked him the following question. She is pregnant. She works in Shari Tzedek. And she wanted to know whether she should take the vaccine. Obviously, it's being offered to all the medical professionals there. Um, Rav Asher Weiss told me yesterday that he got it yesterday morning, and he's very excited about that. But he said that um, this nurse wanted to know there's really not a lot of data about pregnant women taking this. They don't say that it's negative, but they're just not sure. Just nobody knows yet. Um, There is a very strong recommendation that pregnant women should not be afraid and should take it. However, it's not yet been proven. So this woman was hesitant, and she wanted to know whether she should wait. And that's uh, just one of, the, one of the many, many questions that have come in, or somebody who called me last week and asked whether or not um, they are also on the medical staff in a hospital here in New York, and they wanted to know if their chance turns out to be on a Shabbos morning. To get a vaccine. To get a vaccine. And if they say, I can't do it today, they might be bumped to the end of the line and take three months. May they go into the hospital on Shabbos to get this vaccine? So... Lots of fascinating questions and a lot, a lot of things that are still being worked out. And, right? and I'm sure you're purposely leaving out the answers. That would not be for public consumption. People no. should ask individually and, and find out what's best for them from their rabbi, right? That, Shiloh, about Shabbos, my father and Rav Asher-Wise both felt strongly that it would be permissible. Wow. Um, again, to come back from the hospital is a different question. Right. But to go That's in, the old Hatzalah argument. Right? Right. But to go in, again, not driving, not doing malacha, but to right. have a non-Jew perhaps drive you is something that they were both willing to go on record as saying is okay. So it's been a fascinating couple of months, fascinating couple of days, and uh, we're living in a changing world. How fascinating is it uh, being one of the rabbis who leads a synagogue, a very large synagogue, that saw a major drop in in-person population over the last few months? It's been a challenge for us, but I think it's been an opportunity for us to realize that engagement has to take on a very different face. And uh, what we always thought to be the most important engagement, you know, Shabbos morning, Friday yeah. night, Shiurim, uh, we have to reconsider that and reevaluate whether we're really engaging people in the way we're supposed to. And remember, you're in a shul, obviously many shuls are active on Shabbos, but you're in a shul where... All hours of day and night, on an average day, it's hustling and bustling. Yeah, that's true. But I I have to say as well that I think we learned something very important from this, and that is I always gave shiurim in the shul, and we have many, many programs that go on every day, every night, and we never thought pre-COVID to put it virtually for Mm. all the individuals who are not able to leave their homes. Not because of COVID, just in general. People who are uh, homebound. And I think this has been a tremendous learning experience for us that we need to provide for everybody. And every shear that we give now, every class that we have is offered both in person and virtually. And I think that's extremely important. My father, you know, I I do know my father said many years ago, um, Rabbi Przansky had asked him, I think probably 15 years ago, whether or not you can have somebody watch live a minion in shul can right. they answer amen can they say kaddish and yeah. i remember my father wrote up some kind of guidelines and at the time people thought he was crazy but it's something we should have always thought about you know how about all those people who can't come to shul and who want to be a part of the minion and who want to be a part of the davening so now many shuls have done that because covid made us think that way but great people were thinking about this 15 years ago so rabbi shai Schechter is suggesting that there's some positive elements to COVID. <laughs> there's some good things that have come out of this terrible situation. There are lots of amazing things that have come out. Lots of terrible pain, yeah. but lots of really, really great moments and great opportunities that I think people didn't think about enough before. 
Uh, Rabbi Schachter, you've, uh, you've just described how important it is for people to be part of a community and to feel so, whether it's Shabbos or during the week. Uh, one of the things that we've been able to do, thank God, is create a sense of community and attract people to gather together on a daily basis. And Baruch Hashem, because of the way technology works, we've been able to do this in a, uh, in a digital manner and in an effective manner that can attract people from all around the world. All we're asking people today is to support us going forward and to understand how important a community effort this is. If I could ask you to just encourage them to do so, please. What can I say? You know, I know that last week you were in Dubai, or that was two weeks ago. Right. feels like it was last week. <laughs> and, like it was uh, yesterday. <laughs> and we're still seeing pictures, and it was amazing. And I have to say, I feel like I was there. And I think that's what a lot of people feel. When, uh, when the Nachum Siegel Network goes out of their way and unites Jewish communities in the very unique and beautiful way that they do, I think that it makes all of us feel that we're a part of it, even though we're not there, but we feel a part of the giant shoulders that you carry. And, uh, and it's just a great honor. It's a great honor to be a part of it, to watch it a little bit from behind the scenes and to appreciate all of the hard work and the effort that goes into it. I know that uh, there was tremendous leadership in that trip and many others that you've done in the past and, and great comfort. I'm, I'm reminded, I actually mentioned it in shul a few weeks ago, that when we commemorated the yard site of the terrible attack in the shul in Pittsburgh, right. I'm reminded that you had a, a major place in the Nachama of the Jewish people at that time. And I think that's very much what the Nachum Siegel Network and the uh, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting brings to the table for all of us. We don't all have the opportunity to be the mouthpiece of the Jewish people, uh, but we all wish that we did, and we all feel connected to the great work that you do, and uh, we feel that it unites so many great organizations and so many great people. I appreciate that very much. And you know what I'm thinking of when Rabbi Schachter mentions Pittsburgh? That we were there for, during Shiva, and we were there a year later because it's a different type of comfort we've learned over the years that people need immediately thereafter, and it's a different type of comfort they need when they look back a year later and pass that very important milestone. Anybody who's lost a, a relative or anybody, who, even now, everyone keeps talking about Purim. Why? Because Purim is the one-year anniversary of this, and we're hoping that that's going to be you know, the final end to this entire COVID-19 pandemic. And it's a different type of comfort that people need as they look back on the episode a year later. Miriam? It just brings the whole conversation. I mean, we're at the culmination of five hours. That's a long yeah. time to be talking. And this is, this is the perfect circle because the beginning of this broadcast was all about the community that's been established for 37 years that never went anywhere during COVID. That even when everyone was indoors and there was no one to see and no one to talk to <laughs> and Zoom wasn't, you know, on, in everyone's lexicon, wasn't a daily term that we used, there was still JM in the AM where people were turning. And, and we mentioned this in the first hour that people joked, wow, your numbers must have skyrocketed. <laughs> and yes, they did. But because we're always there, you want to talk about stalwart, JM in the AM is always there. Nahum Siegel is always there. He didn't miss a show. None of the rest of us can really say that. Nahum never missed a morning because his commitment and I say this with you sitting right here, your commitment to the greater Jewish community, the global Jewish community is unprecedented. It, you're not doing it from a, from a religious background. You're not doing it from a political, back, political background. You're doing it from a, a, a literally like a generational commitment to this greater community. It is literally in your blood and it shows and people gravitate towards you and people wanna be part of what you're a part of. 
and just hearing your voice. How many times do we have to hear the words, I grew up with JM and AM. I grew up listening to you. I used to wake up with you in the morning. Those words ring true. And, and we ask for your support to keep that going. Uh, let, me, let me just add one point. I think there are very few icons of the Jewish community that we can turn to and who everybody can feel connected to. There are very few. And I do think that Nachum Siegel is one of those icons that so many Jewish communities, not only here in America, but across the Jewish world, feel that this is an icon, not only you personally, but all that you represent, I think, speaks so much to the success of what you've tried to build and what you've tried to accomplish and what you continue to inspire and build for Thank the Jewish you. people. Thank you very, very much. You know what you would say if someone said that about you? Well, people don't say that about me, would, so it's not a problem. If they, if they <laughs> did, you would use your famous line of, am I dying? Right. Because it's, it's such compliments that, that, uh, that people have for this show and for the work we're doing, and it's so heartwarming. And usually, usually, believe I shouldn't give myself an idea. Usually, it's the type of stuff you hear uh, that people right. hear about. Thank once, God you're feeling once, fine. Once, once <laughs> life is over, but to hear it now is amazing. I know, but We're, it's a perfect way to end this show. Yeah, that, it is I agree a perfect with. way, and frankly, it's the perfect chizuk to go another year. Yeah, it's exactly the kind of boost that we need to go another year. And I've said this a million times, both off and off, both off the air and on the air. I have never worked this hard in my entire life, but I've never been happy working this hard. So I thank you for the sometimes opportunity. Sometimes I work find this that hard, hard to believe because you're and so sometimes overworked. Sometimes I do also, but yeah. You know, I have a machatenister, uh, Rabbi Schachter, who's such uh, who works so hard, like one of these workaholics. You ever hear the term workaholic? I have a machatenister like that. It's amazing. Very well. It's, it's fascinating. <laughs> I have a congregant in my shul who's <laughs> the same way. Are you serious? It's fascinating. That's incredible. Am Maybe. I dying? Am I dying? Yeah. <laughs> you see, there you go. Just keep doing good things. Thank That's right. Thank, thank you, Rabbi. Continued success. Great Hatzlacha, the Angus of Woodmere, and everything you're doing on an international basis. Are we shy, Schechter, everybody? we got to wrap this Helping, up. Now, wrapping um, up a great radio show. Five hours. I've got to get a bagel here in Woodmere, New York. 